welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Supercoach podcast. We are previewing the round to come. There's been a couple of changes in the teams that were not expected, so that is what brings us to our microphones today. Pistol, how are you? I'm good, but when you say they were not expected, you're talking about oh, the gosh. people that don't have the crystal ball, as mentioned <laughs> okay. for the, the Monday podcast, right? Are we kicking off with this, are we? <laughs> yes, most definitely. <laughs> Um, okay, well, if we had a good tech guide, then I'd throw <laughs> to the the Monday podcast uh, excerpt where you explain that Fife would be the player that you'd expect to miss a game between now and the end of the season. Uh, obviously, as we're about to get into the teams, ins and outs, Fife is not in this week. He was an out with an infected elbow. So did your crystal ball even give us a timeline for when this injury will, will finish or...? No, my crystal ball just gives me uh, players' injuries, not what they are, and also half of the Powerball numbers. So um, it's yeah, kind oh. of... Yeah, it's not that helpful, but it's a little helpful. I'm in the Powerball this week. Is there any... Can, can you reveal or...? Uh, I'll tell you in a couple of minutes when the draw is, and then I'll <laughs> and then I'll tell you what after the numbers are. If I if I win Powerball live on podcast, I'm sorry, but there's there's going to be some expletives that we're going to have to cut out. That's I'll I'll edit. That's fine. <laughs> okay, good. Well, having said that, uh, we do have a couple of things to go through quickly before we get into the ins and the outs. Uh, firstly, we've got a new Patreon sign up. So, welcome to Nathan Scoble, a uh, friend of the podcast, as is. Nath. Uh, constantly. I think constantly in our DMs. He is. Uh, well, he's definitely constantly in my DMs. I think he just goes to the, the highest ranked podcaster, so you might not hear from him often. Oh, but You have no <laughs> idea, my friend. <laughs> okay. All right. You're right. I don't have any idea. Uh, so good to have Nath on board. And uh, I think something especially motivated him to jump in. Pistol, would you like to explain? Uh, yes, Collingwood supporters. Uh, we got a band together, ah, and uh, that's what it is. We're getting all the Collingwood supporters to to join our Patreon, and it's just becoming a one big conglomerate. And we are bullying all the other clubs. So if you're a Collingwood supporter or you are against Collingwood supporters, then you might need to to come in and help I have a follow up question. Rise up against the Collingwood supporters. Collingwood yes. have what a hundred thousand members? A million members. And how come we've only got two hundred Patreons? if all your Collingwood supporters are banding together in this Patreon? Well, it's a, it's year one. Well, I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> you reckon they're going to gradually just sift in? <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's word of mouth. We, we've got to go to the Collingwood events um, and we, you know, talk about podcasts, I think. With your fake teeth and... <laughs> something, something like that. But no, uh, uh, I believe he did... Did sign up to listen to me uh, talk about FPL, which was very kind of you, so do appreciate you joining. And I'm going to take that to jump straight into the Cancer Council, JB. We have another donation this week, so thank you very much to Kevin T. He has donated for Stephen Keneally Doe. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I I really like it. That's a good pun. We haven't heard that one yet, so I'm impressed. That's a good one. Yes. Thank you very much for your support, Kevin T. Well, having said that, we should jump straight into the ins and the outs, Pistol. Now, I'll start off. I'll start off. It's Adelaide versus Essendon. I'm actually going to this game, Pistol. I I know you you literally have no interest in my weekend plans whatsoever, but (laughs) I'll be attending this game and supporting Essendon, even though I don't like either of these teams. Getting some of that precious vitamin D. Yes, even though it's going to be a Friday night game and very cold in Adelaide. (laughs) 
So I'm not sure if we're getting too much of it in. Uh, firstly, we've got Adelaide Crows. In comes Tom Lynch for Tyson Stengel, who is omitted. And then for Essendon, we've got a host of changes here. Firstly, we've got Michael Hartley coming in, Will Snelling, Patrick Ambrose, and Dyson Heppel. Obviously, Will Snelling debuting from the mid-season draft, which is great. And then out goes Michael Hurley, Jaden Laverde, Zach Clark with illness, and Orazio Fantasia. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce it as awkwardly <laughs> as possible. Um who's out injured, which I don't know if that's an actual injury or another one of these whole the player's not touching the ball, so let's give him a week off type of injuries. I'm pretty sure it's a pinching related injury. He just hasn't been ah, able to hasn't been able blood to Blood clotting in the arm, maybe. Oh, oh, don't bad week to mention blood clotting. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's not great. Or any sort oh, of oh, wait, wait. Well, Jack Higgins, is that is that blood cl- clotting as well? Well, not not a clot. That would be way no. worse, but still yeah, that's bleeding what I, that's on what the brain. Thought. Let's have some sensitivity around this, JB. Oh, come on. I mean, that's a... That's a okay. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a, bit of a bit of a jump, but sure. Well, look, uh, I like how basically what's happened with the Zach Clark issue is he came in when you needed him, he disappointed you, then he managed to follow up with a great score when he was on your bench, which you were happy about, but also somewhat disappointed he couldn't do it the week before. And then he has missed this week to disappoint you for a third straight week in a row. Yeah, I mean, the, the Zach Clark experiment probably couldn't have gone worse for, for those who own him. But I assume he'll be back in next week. So if there's a future Ruck donor that is not this week, please... Uh, then we'll be covered, so it could still be okay. Yeah, he needs to beat that training bag in training first to get to get the call up. There, <laughs> hey, so. he did well last week. <laughs> he did. He did really well after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, Tyson Stengel has gone out of the team, so probably don't look towards him as a, a downgrade option. Um, Tom Lynch makes his long way to return. I think he's been one or two weeks away for like eight weeks. So good to see him back in the side. Um, other than that, JB Will Snelling. Um, as you said before, debutante, mid-rookie. Uh, how do you make his job security? It's taken this long to get in, and I know he's got really good VFL form, but for, I, I just don't see it as... like It's not great job security. It could be fine. Uh, Jaden Laverde's been managed, and they're sort of similar. And then again, Orazio's injured, and they're similar as well, so it kind of depends on a few things. But I think if he plays well enough, they're the sort of team that rewards their their informed players. So I think he can he can hold his spot, but you know it's yet to be seen what he can do at AFL level. I mean, yeah, he's smashing the VFL and tackles and is named on ball. Um, not sure that's where Fantasia plays. Yeah, I'd be surprised plays, if he but... went on ball. I think he's more of a pressure forward sort of get up. Well, we'll see, won't we, JB? That's not what my crystal ball is telling me. So. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. Let's jump into the You're really the next running game. with this crystal ball thing, aren't you? Look, when I've got one thing right all season, I'm going to uh, just keep, no, fair keep hammer, hammering at home. Uh, for the Richmond-Port Adelaide game, I guess I'm doing the Port game, uh, in for Richmond, Jack Graham and Liam Baker. Out goes McIntosh and Egg Molest Smith. Oh, I said that badly. Egg Molest Smith. Wow. Yeah, basically said the same thing. That was an intentional T on the end. That was not good. No, it wasn't quite an intentional team that was more insensitive than my comment earlier no, I don't think it was um, I hope you feel bad 
Not really. Um, <laughs> uh, well, on the Port Adelaide side, we've got Dan Houston comes in. Dersmer is back. Broadbent is also back. And out goes Wines, that broken thumb. Uh, Ebert is out with that broken knee. It says illness, so I'm not really sure what's going on. And <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Burton is also injured. Um, that broken hamstring. That's a lot of big outs for Port Adelaide, uh, probably at the worst possible time as well, because this is going to be a great match. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, a top eight side versus a bottom eight side, so it's probably going to be that sort of result. That's, I mean, that's that's what we'd expect. Not I, really a big match. You reckon you're a bottom eight side? Are we on the ladder, a bottom eight side? I think you're like more of a bottom 10 well, be- side. Well, between the, the top eight and top, top <laughs> okay. Well, after this week, we'll be a bottom eight side pistol. We're, so. we're just taking shots at each other this entire podcast. I know right? this is getting very aggressive, and it's yeah, I'm, it's good to see Matthew Broadbent return. However, I would have liked to have seen Garner come in, and it's bad to see to, uh, Motlop still get games. So, you know, this is just, I'm just I'm I'm really not in a good place with Port Adelaide at the moment. I, I can tell. I I'm just pleased that Chol managed to survive um, another week. And I believe Nank is playing in the VFL this week. So we'll see what happens with the Soldo situation. I assume they drop Soldo and bring back Nank when he's fit and Chol will survive, but anything can really happen. Um, unlucky for those that managed to downgrade to uh, the Eggman because he's, you know what's happened with other Richmond well, Now rookies. he's an actual egg on your field or on your bench. Ah, no, that's good. I do like that. That works well. Thank you. Um, anyway, <laughs> shall we jump into the next one? Next one is Carlton versus Gold Coast, which should actually be a good game. Uh, in for Carlton, we've got Jacob Weedering, and then out goes Hugh Goddard with an injury. For Gold Coast, we have Corey Ellis, Peter Wright, Chris Burgess with a, a timely return. Boom. And Jacob Dawson comes in. Josh Corbett goes out. Anthony Miles and Lockie Weller also go out of the side. Brad Shear is the biggest one, the biggest in or out of this match. Because he was tagging, and we said during the week that Nick Newman was likely to be sat on if, if the tag was to be placed, but he's been omitted, so I suppose Carlton don't have to be concerned about a tag. Which is awesome news. I know you said this is going to be a good game. I reckon this could be one of Carlton's biggest wins in terms of margin and possibly highest score in like a decade for this game. They could really come out here and make a statement, um, and I'm kind of looking forward to it, even as a Collingwood supporter. Well, we'll talk about captaincy options later, but I think there's a very, very obvious one in this game. And speaking of Collingwood, do you want to move into their game versus GWS next? Yes, so in the Giants, in comes Finlayson, Jake Stein, and Shane Mumford. So no more Donate for Donuts for those uh, Shane Mumford big <laughs> donuts. No more glazed donuts. Out goes Cornelio, pain in the heart. Out goes Adam Kennedy and Matt Bunting on the Collingwood side. In comes Jeremy Howe, Taylor Adams, Travis Varco, and in comes Flynn. Appleby, out goes Darcy Moore, Jamie Elliott, John Noble, who's injured, and uh, Greenwood as well. What injury did Noble pick up there? I think it was a calf injury, I read in the injury oh, wow. report. Um, That's very unlucky. He played well. Yeah, he was all right. He did okay. But Sharon Berg, probably the notable not in. Um, so he's listed as an emergency. And uh, Appleby has yeah come into the side instead of him. So that's uh, a quite interesting there, JB. And then obviously Cornelio out for the Giants, the big one, but we did know this going into the week. So we pretty much knew it from the game last Sunday. So um, we spoke about that on the earlier podcast, not really a lot to discuss here. The thing I've got to ask is 
with Jeremy Finlayson returning, what role does Mitfield, uh, Whitfield even play now? Because he's replacing um, Adam Kennedy and or Bunting either either, who neither of which play a full forward role. I'm glad you asked. So uh, I've got this crystal ball here, and it's mm-hmm. telling me that he's going to actually play off the half back line. No, it's not happening. No, wait, no, no. He's playing in the forward, the half forward line. There we go. To avoid the uh, main tag, he's going to be playing off that that half forward because if he plays as a backman, main will sit on him. So that's what my crystal ball is uh, telling me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that matchup. Uh, <laughs> JB, I have a bigger question for you. Okay, yep. I'm With Canelio out and mm-hmm. Josh Kelly out, what mm-hmm. does Haitley have to do to get a game? Nothing he hasn't already done, I don't think. I, I just think the coach must think... I've said think eight times now, but uh, the coach must be of the thought process that... <laughs> <laughs> nice little reword there. Yep. Uh, that Haitley just isn't isn't ready, isn't ready for that senior football. So um, they're in a do-or-die situation right now. They need to win games and... Yeah, Haitley just must not be in those plans yet. Might have to have another preseason, off-season in the gym and then go from next season. But it's not good for those who have him on their bench at the moment. And I'm in, I'm in fact trading him out this week. So uh, I don't have a lot of faith that he will return. Yeah, I mean, having Kelly and Kinelio and myself, I felt like I was kind of tethering them with uh, Haitley because if one of them missed, Haitley might come in. But that has gone beyond poorly, having all of them, because uh, that's three outs in my midfield this week just with them, so that's problematic. Um, yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah, on the Collingwood side, we've got a, I guess, uh, bubble boy, and that's uh, Quainer. Um, he's looking pretty solid in that Collingwood backline at the moment, so I, I still expect him to keep getting games as long as he's playing well. Yep, and an expensive bubble boy at a, over 150k there, but one that I think, as you said, will hold his spot and will score okay enough. I think he's good cover, so... Um, if you need to make a downgrade and you, you don't exactly need that extra 40k to a basement price rookie, then yeah, I think Quayne is far and away your best option this week. All right, take us through the next one, JB. All right, so this one's a bit of a mouthful. A lot of ins and outs here for Sydney versus Fremantle. Uh, firstly, on Fremantle side, we've got Taylor Duman, Aaron Sandlands, Griffin Logue, and Brett Bewley come in for Travis Collier, who was omitted, Ryan Nyhouse, Ethan Hughes, and the main man, Nathaniel Fife, who has that elbow, uh, what is it, an infection on his elbow. So um, obviously we know he had that preseason issue with his elbow and he needs to get it drained here and there. I assume something's gone horribly wrong and, and now he's got a bit of an infection on it. So, I mean, I don't know much about it. I wouldn't assume it's any anything more than a one-week injury, but we'll speculate about that later. At the moment, we've got in for Sydney, Robbie Fox, Hayden McLean, Ryan Clark, and Riley Stoddart. And then out goes Kieran Jack, Harry Cunningham, Ben Ronk, and my favourite player, Pistol, Jordan Dawson. So, we'll definitely... Do you want to just talk about Fife now? Because Yeah, we can go through it. So, uh, I mean, as I said, we don't exactly know a timeline yet. My guess... you don't, but I have the crystal ball. (laughs) I was just about to say that as well. My guess would be one week, but you with your crystal ball might know more than I do. Um, but if it's just one week, then considering how low most people are getting with their trades, 
I'd cop him regardless, no matter what. Even if I didn't have cover, I'd still be obliged to just take the Fife donor. And in future, there's going to be, I think, a lot more injuries in the next few weeks. And you'll be able to cover something more long-term than a one-week injury, unless you think it's going to be longer. Well, look, we've read that he had an infection in his elbow and he spent, it said spent, so past tense, time in hospital um, receiving, you know, um, antibiotics like on a, a drip. So I'm just thinking that if it said spent, it means he's out of hospital. So he's probably, it can't be that bad that he's, you know, remaining there. So if he's on antibiotics, he's probably missing one week. I mean, worst case scenario, you'd think two weeks, but I can't see it being more than two weeks. Uh, but I mean, I'm not a doctor at all, so I'm completely guessing, but just using, I guess, some common sense, uh, I think uh, one or two weeks is probably the timeline for this injury. And that being said, I guess you got a hold, but I'm, I am going to ask you a question then, JB. Is Nat Fife a good super coach pick? Because we knew coming into the season that he was going to miss games, and he has. And he scores really well, but he misses so many games every year. So when we're going to reflect on this at the end of the year... Are we going to say that Nat Fife was a good pick or a bad pick? I mean, I, I said this on Twitter in the preseason, and I tell you what, I'll never be saying bad things about Fife on Twitter in the preseason ever again. I got jumped out from a thousand different angles. People were saying exactly, I mean, what you're saying, the conundrum of whether him missing games is you know important enough to go without someone who's going to average 120 plus. Uh, he's obviously had a, an extremely good season. Did get that uh, head knock earlier on in the year uh, which has you know taken his average down a little bit but besides that he's been Mr. Reliable if you've captained him ever you've really not gone astray I think he's only had a few games below the, the ton um, so I'd say yeah he's been a successful pick especially those who grabbed him after that head knock which you know it's a humble brag right now I, I was one of those so um, even now going into the one or two more games off you just can't, in my opinion, and this goes for Josh Kelly as well, you can't afford to not have these players that are going to destroy you with 150-plus scores. And, you know, on the chance that they get injured, I know it's higher for some players than it is for others, but sometimes you just have to risk it because if they do play 22, then there is absolutely... You can count yourself out of money and, you know, most of your leagues and, you know, because they're going to be so popular as well. So I suppose it's just the risk that you have to take. And so far, I think it's been successful. If he goes the whole year with missing that week earlier in the year for concussion and this week coming up, then I don't think it's been a bad pick by any means. I mean, you say that you can't pick a player that... Well, I mean, you say you could pick him and he might not get injured, but Fife has never played a full season before. So you can kind of you kind of know when you're picking him that sure, he's not sure. going to play a full season. But Higgins was one of the most injury prone prone players in the league and then played a full season. So it's not it's not like it's impossible. It's it's not and, impossible, but I mean when with you're their scoring potential, it's just are you going like are you, are you are you going to go into next season with Fremantle getting a little bit better and their their you know, the young kids getting a bit older and you know natural progression and all. Fife is probably going to average 120 plus again. If I said to you he's going to average 120 plus, he's going to miss two games, are you going to go without him when 50% of people are going to have him in their team? No, but there, I have two arguments. One, I think that's because the midfielders maybe have dropped off, like your M6 to M8. 
or M10, whatever you want to go. Um, they've dropped off a little bit in scoring. I mean, I'm looking at my my team, and if I, I see Sloan averaging 108, and obviously he's had injury-affected games, but Yo's going at like 105, and we've got Matt Crouch at 103. Um, even Clayton Oliver at 108. Even Fife not playing the, that one game um, is still pretty much going to outscore these players. So I'd kind of be okay then picking him, um, because obviously when he's averaging 120, He's still going to score more total points than them. But that being said, if you know next year it all changes and there's eight players averaging 115, then that, that makes Fife not as good as a pick. And I don't know if this lower midfield score is maybe something to do with the kick-in rule and Backman um, scoring, I guess, higher on average. Or maybe it's the wealth of forwards that are scoring well. I'm not entirely sure what it is. We don't have enough, I guess, data to, to make that reasonable assumption. Um, but it is interesting, and I, I don't know what the right... I've got another I don't know question what the right for move you. Is. But I do know that we're not really captaining Fife um, because Gorn and Grundy have just been so dominant for the entire season that you're not really paying for a captaincy option anymore outside of, you know, your Ruckman. Yeah. Um my last question just in regards to this is could do you reckon there are enough players to count on one hand that you could actually guarantee are going to play 22 games a season on like one premium hand? premium options in the midfield do you, would you say there's five to ten midfielders that you can guarantee will play every game mm, probably not so at the same time you you might have more risk with five but it's more risk than you know, someone else who's higher than the risk rate of zero percent. Like no one's at zero percent. Yeah. So that's true. you're still you're still taking a risk with anyone that you pick, even though it's going to be slightly more with five, two games and 120 average. You know, Crouch has missed games as well, and I wouldn't say he's an injury prone player. And you know, Bontepelli might miss this week. He's not an injury prone player either. Things things just happen. I that's a it's a great argument that there actually aren't that many players that you would guarantee. If there were eight people that I was like, yeah, they're gonna probably play twenty two. I probably Tom Mitchell I would have said pick five. would play. <laughs> and he's just broken his leg, so like I think he will. I, mean? I think Tom Mitchell will play twenty two next <laughs> next year though. Yeah, likely, but he, he, freak accidents happen and players I'm get f- injured. I'm feeling McRae, Neil, Oliver. Yep, they're they're probably the ones that. and and yeah. Titch. Outside of those, Cripps misses games. Um, and, I guess and, Sloan, yo. And Fife's first injury was a concussion. Like that, that's not even his fault. To miss a game for concussion, like that, that could happen to anyone. So, yeah. you know, that's that's not even like it's, you know, if it was a hamstring, a calf, something like that, that'd be more cause for concern. Like a concussion and an infection on his elbow, like, come on. I mean, he had an elbow injury the whole season and it didn't affect him till now. So Exactly, like... It's, it's sometimes you just you're picking. I mean, you're you're guaranteed to pick a player who's going to have a risk of injury no matter what you do, and he might have more of a risk, but he's also got more of a chance to go 120 plus than almost anyone. So, no, that's very true, and uh, I think that was a very good discussion, if I may say so myself. <laughs> so where are we at with this whole team situation oh, now? Uh, so Sydney Swans. All um, I can see is a rock battle between Sandilands <laughs> and Alira Lear, and I'm all for that rock battle. That's true. That's a good point. That will be fun. I think we've got a really good game, a uh, good round of footy ahead of us, actually. 
I hope so. Besides, this this game here is probably not going to be too much fun. But uh, this rock battle, good. I, I cannot wait for this. This is going to be hilarious. Like, yeah, but neither Jordan Dawson nor Nat Fife are playing. What what is the reason to watch this besides the two ruckmen jumping at it twenty times a game? Yeah, that. I mean, it's a low light, but it's still the highlight of this game, I guess. <laughs> fair, fair we, we should say Logue uh, coming back. Um, that was oh, in the crystal true. ball prediction as well, that Logue would come back. so No, you said he wouldn't come one. back. No, you got to listen to that again. You said he All wouldn't right. come back. I said <laughs> he will probably come back. <laughs> Fine. Um, but Well, he's back. Yeah, guess who's back? Oh, we're not going into song, no. Okay, anyway, well, let's move on. Brisbane Lions versus North Melbourne. In comes Hodge. Hodge is back. Uh, Hipwood is in. McCluggage is in. Out goes Ryan Lester. Um, not to be confused with the Eggman and Josh Walker is out and Ben Keyes is out on the North Melbourne side. In comes Sean Higgins. Sean Higgins! In comes Sam Durden. In comes Mason Wood. Sean sure Higgins! I was going to wait for the Wood scream, but it didn't happen. Um, out goes Luke McDonald and Curtis Higgins, Taylor, yeah. as well as Paul Ahern, who I'm pretty sure North Melbourne just dislike at this stage. But do you know who they don't dislike? Sean Sam Higgins. Durden, that's why he's back uh, in. That's true. Um, yep. Anyway, so uh, according to <laughs> Supercoach, it says here that Sean Higgins is irrelevant. So um, is there no other news in this game besides Lockie Neal playing, even though he got a, a finger in the eye? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, there's not. There's no other news. Literally, that is it. Sean Higgins is the only relevant player in this game. Well, alrighty then. Uh, I don't have anything to counter-argue that, except for the fact that does Sean Higgins return to the midfield push out someone like Jay-Z? Um, uh, no, I, I don't think it does. I think, obviously, Paul Hearn was playing midfield time as well and switching b- between forward and midfield. I think Sean Higgins, Jay-Z, and you know the, the likes of Simpkin and Jed Anderson, and they all... Like, Sean Higgins and Jay-Z put in there and, and Cunnington, obviously. And then the rest just rotate through there. I, I, I think they can have them all in there at the same time. You know, Sean Higgins will probably play a lot of full time as well. So maybe Jay-Z and Sean Higgins just go half-half. Yeah, that's probably a good call. All right, take us through the next one. Geelong versus Hawthorne. So uh, we've got extended benches on this one. For Geelong, we've got in Zach Smith, Scott Selwood, Jake Kolodajny, uh James Parsons, and Sam Simpson who I do not know who it is, but it doesn't say he's new, so I guess he's played before. Uh, Brandon Parfitt is the only confirmed out so far. Hawthorne have no confirmed out so far. They've got Jonathan Segler, James Cousins, Darren Minchington, and Jack Gunston coming in. So you'd expect Gunston to actually return in this one. Uh, I'm not sure who for as of yet. And then Geelong, Scott Selwood, I suppose, is interesting. Maybe he will be the one to replace Parfitt? Yes. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Doesn't your crystal happen. ball have this stuff on it? Look, um, my crystal ball is telling me that it's going to be Nash that is dropped for Gunston. So okay. that doesn't quite answer your question about Scott no, Selwood, it but it did divert it. So that is all that matters. Excellent. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Not very hard <laughs> well, long about that one. Well, not a lot of relevance besides the fact that Dangerfield and Ablett were away from training today. Um, I don't think they'll be late outs. If there was any concerning issue, they would have been just directly listed as out. Yeah, it's not so like think... Geelong to play around with team sheets. <laughs> of course, of course. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's a fair point as well. Um, 
I can I can only assume they're good to go. Oh, come on, the, Geelong is going to have. I a know. Out. Geelong will have. It's two Dangerfield. We would have heard about something by now if Dangerfield was injured. I think Dangerfield will play because he can kick six goals against Hawks on one leg. Um, That's true. Gaz, I'm not too sure about. That's uh, yeah. I mean, Geelong need to still win games. They're not completely, you know, banked into the top two right now, but they're they're on their way. Good call, Pistol. Good call. All right, thank you very much. Uh, we'll move on to the next game, Melbourne versus West Coast. Um, extended benches in for Melbourne come in. Corey Wagner, wow, bad sentence. Uh, Josh Wagner, okay, both the Wagners. In comes Oscar <laughs> Baker and Tim Smith for the Eagles. In comes Waterman, Petrocelli, uh, Watson, Schofield, Bailey, J. Williams, um, and Matthew Allen. And out goes Jamie Cripps and Nick Knapp which is incredibly sad. JB, I have a question. No idea. All right, let's move on. Are you going to ask me who's playing for West Coast? <laughs> oh, as in I was going to say, let, who do you think is going to come in for Crips and Nanui? But I'm, I'm happy with <laughs> no I'm content with your answer. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea. Maybe Petrocelli, I guess, but no, your guess is as good as mine there. There's there's three new new names on that list of ins, though, so it'll be good to see a debutant. Yes. Um, are they? I don't think that's correct, is it? Francis Watson, Bailey Williams, and Matthew Allen. Ah, oh, I guess so. I'm thinking of Oscar Allen, which is yes, a, diff- a different Allen. That's, yes. that's way too many Allens for one team. Too many Wagners, too many Bakers, too many Allens. It's, it's, all, it's all too much. Um, <laughs> this is very I'll confusing. In, <laughs> I'll get into the last game of the round. It's St. Kilda versus Western Bulldogs. Uh, for Saints, we've got Langlands, Matthew Parker, Bailey Rice, Dara Joyce, and Sam Rowe in for the resting of Ben Long, which, yeah, that's, that's not really relevant. Uh, Western Bulldogs, out goes Toby McLean with that injury. In comes Riley West, Tom Liberatore, Bailey Dale, Caleb Daniel, and Dale Morris. So there are three players there in Liber, Daniel, and Dale Morris who could be in their best 22. Uh, it's very possible. Um if you would, well, Langlands, we should say, is confirmed to debut, and he's uh, 123k forward mid. If you're taking a stab at this uh, Western Bulldogs extended bench, which four people do you think are going to get the the nod to play this week? Um, okay, I was just going to go with the in and out. Let me load the extended bench. Hold on. So we've got Riley West, Ed Richards, Libertore, Bailey Dale, Bailey Williams, Caleb Daniel, Rock Smith, Dale Morris. Uh, all of the extended benchies I'd say Liberatore comes back Caleb Daniel plays um, <laughs> Ed Richards would play how many of uh, I'm omitting him, him this is hard to do on the spot him and him this is very difficult I, I'm surprised I Dale Morris uh, plays as well does he? I'm not sure don't, don't, maybe maybe it's Bally Williams but I'm really hoping he gets a gig for uh, West Coast so um, it is a little bit confusing this week. There's too many Bailey Williams. <laughs> no, that's Bailey J. Williams you're thinking oh, of on. for West Coast. All right. There's a J there. There's a J there. Come on. Attention to detail. Um, I think the scary news about this is, well, first of all, everyone that traded out Caleb Daniel, seeing him back in is scary, but um, it was only a two-week injury when they did list it as a two to three. So that's not not ideal. But uh, obviously, Bontempelli 
walking around in a moon boot. I assume they're going to give him every chance to play this week, but I don't actually think he's likely to line up in the final team. Um, obviously, with Liberatore coming in, um, like it's it's obviously not a direct replacement. It's not like they're you know doing it obviously, but it is a chance to happen as as a Bontepelli lay out still. So I suppose that's a heads up to those potentially trading him in. I'd avoid doing so this week. And uh, those with him, I'd make sure I had cover. Yep, and this is kind of one of those weeks where you need to be paying attention uh, to the late outs all weekend with Dangerfield potentially missing and Bontempelli uh, potentially missing. Uh, please please make sure that you don't have a life on the weekend and spending all your time looking at your super coach because we'd hate for uh, you to you know, cop a zero. Spot him. Yep, that's it. Um, so JB, now that we've got through the teams, it was... Uh, Less painful than I thought, um, which is good, I guess. Uh, how about which rookies people should be looking at for this week? Because there's not many. And rookies that play at this time of year, you wouldn't really say that they have the best of job securities. Um, but there are a couple one or two game players and people need some cash and they just want somebody that's going to at least get a couple of weeks. Um who in particular looking at? Do you want me to run by position or how do you want me to do this? I kind of want to give a bit of a cop-out answer here and say, hopefully if you're trading in a rookie, you're not trading them in as your only cover because I'm hoping you have other players like Dylan Clark or now Griffin Logue or someone along those lines, maybe Chol in the forward line. Um, And therefore hopefully it doesn't matter as much <laughs> and you know the Kyle Dunkley's of the world who's on the extended bench this week by the way so not guaranteed to play um you just take them if they're named if you know that's the sort of money that you need or you obviously pay up a bit more for slightly better job security but it's really really impossible to tell how many which rookies will play multiple games at this point of the season yeah that was a cop out it, it really was but like, honestly, if I give a list of my top five that I think will last a fortnight, I, I guarantee four of them are pretty much dropped within the next fortnight. Like, we're going to be talking about players who are probably dropped. Not many of them have... I mean, we spoke about Quayner having good job security, and he's more expensive, obviously, for that reason. Well, not for that reason, because he was drafted early, but um, <laughs> he's more expensive as well, and, like, he's... You know, you're paying for what you get there. But other than that, like, you Josh Dunkley, uh, Kyle Dunkley's and... And cheap players like that, they're all sort of along that same, or like those smaller type players who are coming in to, to fill an injury or fill a spot. And if they don't perform in the first week, like Will Snelling, they're probably going to go out the next week. Yes, uh, that is very fair. There are a couple of other players though that may be cheaper than people realize. Um, Riley Stoddart's in and he's a 136k rookie forward. Um, which is, I guess, good if we need some forward rookies. But there's a couple of um, mid-forwards that have played or have been named this week, um, including Ian Hill, who played last week for GWS, who could potentially hold his spot for a little while. He's pretty good. Yeah, I think that is probably one of the pick of the bunches, besides Quainer. Um, there's, it's very slim, as you said. It's not like we're picking between superstars here. But um, I think Hill is... Somebody with that DPP that's worthwhile looking at. Birchall is only 200k, so I would definitely be looking there. Um, if you want to, I guess, risk it, there's also Jake Stein again. He was really good when he played, but I don't know how many more games he's going to get. And Cummings out for a few weeks as well, so I think he's safe. 
Like yeah. in in terms of their their stocks in defence, he's safe until someone comes back from injury. So I'm not sure exactly who he's like for like replacing this week. I think it's Bunting. Yeah, Bunting's on the emergency, so he's more dropped for form anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so you're picking Stein to hope that he plays himself into the side for a few weeks. Yeah, and Corey Ellis is also pretty cheap at 233k, and he's a defender mid DPP, which might help people with Answorth or something. Um, so just making people aware of that but there's a few rookies about that are 200 or, or less but all of them at this stage of the season you pretty much they're debuting now um, for a reason if they were you know that integral to the side they probably were playing earlier in the year exactly right um, I think I think Snelling has a decent chance and um, Dunkley has a decent chance to stay in and the reason, obviously, they didn't debut earlier in the year is because they weren't even on a list. So um, I give those players a little bit more leeway. But otherwise, yeah, like you said, if they haven't played multiple games by now, then there's generally good reason for that. Yes, Hayden McLean is a 102k forward rookie as well for Swans. So they've brought in a couple of really young players. I um, don't think that they will hold their spot. Um, but with Ronke out, there is at least a small forward spot you know, available in that side. Um, okay, so on to captaincy selections then. Uh, I'm just going through La Hugs here, and he's got a few good VC and C options. I'm thinking this week, I mean, he's got his best VC options locking him over Patrick Cripps. I don't like going against La Hug, but I think Cripps is just an absolute lock-in to get a really good score this week against Gold Coast. It's very, 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 very difficult to see past Cripps this week. Um yeah, I, I I can't see past Cripps. It's Cripps. <laughs> he, I mean, he, his last last three games in general is a 129 average. Last three against Gold Coast is a 152 average, and then the last three just at the uh, the Docklands is at 129 average as well. Um, he's got 194 in that last three, and in that uh, last three at Docklands averages, and then against Gold Coast, I mean, 169, 173, and 115 against them in his last three. That is just stupid yes so um obviously grundy is always a good choice pretty much don't go wrong you can't go wrong with grundy um neil you mentioned is being a a good option we've also got maybe um i'll jump into some captaincies because i think we got the vice captaincies sorted there jb yep gorn um this week nick nat's out so there's potential good matchup for him against hickey you've also Mm -hmm. got i guess this is a bit more of a smoky, but I do like Rowan Marshall against Tim English. Um, yeah, I don't mind that at all. It's probably going to be a good matchup. Rowan Marshall's been in really good form lately, like really, really good form. So he's one to watch. Dangerfield kills... He's my favorite. Dangerfield kills Hawthorne. Absolutely yep. murders him, but if he's going to be a laid out, I, I don't know. So we'll have to play that well, one he, by He's ear. my favorite at the moment as uh, a captaincy option. And like you said, he kills Hawthorne, 139 average in his last three um, he's la- two of his last three at the MCG. Obviously, one of his last three was an injured 26. The other two was a, a 149 and a 127. And then just his last two in general have been a 163 and a 146. He's going mental this year. And I captained his 163. And I, it's just, it's so good to watch a good Dangerfield captaincy because he just, when he gets a hold of a game, he goes crazy. And... I think as well, if Bont is out, then you're looking for from a good score um, from both McRae and Dunkley. I think they'll both go well, even if they get some attention from Steele. 
Um, yeah, I think I'd, so too. I'd expect both to score quite well against Saints at Marvel Stadium. So who's your vice-captaincy into captaincy this week? It's probably just going to be Cripps into Grundy um, because Grundy is a beast and he averages 130 and we're saying like Cripps' averages and it's like 129. It sounds amazing. And then you just have to remember that Grundy averages more than that against anyone anywhere. So um, probably just Cripps into Grundy. But if anything goes wrong, um, maybe I'll do Marshall just for the fun of it. Ah, yeah, fair enough. Um, for the fun of it, yeah, I, I'll be going Crips into Dangerfield. Um, if there's any late whispers about a Dangerfield late out, then um, I've got the Bulldogs lads to fall back on. So I don't, I don't think I'll be in too much of a spot of bother there. And I'll probably side with McRae over Dunkley. I think someone finally goes to Dunkley for the first time this season. Well, not finally. I don't want it to actually happen. He's in my team. <laughs> but um, I think still goes to him. Just see how he handles the pressure. We don't know. We haven't seen that situation before. So um, maybe he's not great. I assume he'll still be perfectly fine. But um, maybe just a, a humble 110 from him this week while McRae goes a bit off the chain. I do want to say before we wrap up, JB, mm-hmm. completely uh, change of topics because I'm sure everyone is super interested about my team this week and I do want to get it <laughs> off my chest. Go for it. Because of this unexpected Fife news um, and obviously that Cornelio injury. So I have to yep. trade Cornelio out. Fife yeah. out means my cover um, is Clark, but Haitley didn't come in and I'm still holding Josh Kelly. So I have to trade Kelly this week when I didn't really plan on it. And uh, Wilkie survives. So... I've been complaining about Wilkie for, what, four weeks um, at least? And it feels like four months, honestly. He, he's getting another week. So this is just the story of... Uh, maybe this is my love story with Wilkie. I think this is... Uh, that's how I'm going to remember this season. Yeah, but you hate him. You actively hate him. I mean, that's how all good love stories start, right? <laughs> my bad. I've, uh, <laughs> I've obviously, obviously missed a few of the most recent <laughs> tragic love stories. <laughs> well... I think uh, that pretty much wraps us up, JB, unless you have any uh, final words. I do have some final words. You can find us at JB underscore DRSC, Pistol at Pistol underscore DRSC, Cheezo at Cheezo underscore DRSC. And what I want to do is I want people to start reaching out to Cheezo. He's on he's on an important holiday. Um, his, his partner is studying in, in the very crucial parts of her study, but... That's not good enough for me. I want to hear Chizo's voice on the airwaves. And I don't know about you, Pistol, but I'm having withdrawals. So can we get a hashtag, bring Chizo back, please, on any socials and especially in our Slack channels? Especially hashtag, bring Chizo back with Pistol. I think uh, that's more what the people want. That well, that's that's just hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> but we thank you, we thank you very much for listening, community, and we hope that you have a good weekend in the footy. 